0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. I believe this is episode eight, if I'm not mistaken, um, of Subject to Change with Jordan McCabe, everybody's favorite podcast. If you're listening to it, it must be your favorite podcast. Recently, I've noticed everybody and their cousin has a podcast together and separate, so we're trying to separate ourselves. And the way we do it right now today is bringing in a a guy that you all want to hear from. When I put it out on my Instagram, he was somebody that came up quite a bit. Uh, Jelly Javon Quinterly is in the building, so we are going to chop it up with him for 30 minutes. JQ, what's going on, man? Good, baby. How you doing? How you been?
1: Been good, man. Just low, working on my game. You know, trying to get through, you know, a tough time right now. It's been a tough time for everybody, so, you know, just really maintaining and just laying low right now. Getting ready for the season.
0: Yeah, growing on a mustache, too. Your razor broke. Come get Nothing to the I ain't get a cut in two months, bro. It's
1: been two months. Oh, is
0: that why you got the hoodie on? I just the hoodie's
1: not coming off for For real? Not coming off.
0: I know you got a, a Supreme or or some kind of maybe a kit. I know you rock the kit. Some kind of beanie you could have worn, but the hood is what we got.
1: Yeah, I'm sad to work with the hoodie right now.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Weird times for everybody. What uh what does quarantine been like for you, though? I, I gotta ask everybody because. You,
1: know, you can't miss out on on everybody doing their own thing. So what you- nah, it's been tough, man, it's been tough. Not being able to find a gym, you know, everybody's probably been struggling. I know that they, now they're they kind of lenient with it, they let people back in, so that's good. But man, about a month ago, I was in the game. I was playing video games every day. I had to work out in the crib. You no, know, yeah. I've been shot at basketball in probably, like, it's been a minute. So, been a minute.
0: Been really <laughs> working on my mind though. You've always been somebody who it's not going, it's not going to affect that much because the feel for the game for you, just when you watch you play, it's, it's very natural. It's like riding a bike for you, huh? So you're not going to have any problem readjusting when we get back on the court, right?
1: Yeah, got to get the rust off. But you know, that always it always comes back. No doubt. It no doubt.
0: It's been uh, it's been a year now. You know, those of you that don't know, um, you know, Javon transferred. We'll get into that a little bit more about uh, everything. And Javon transferred from Villanova. That's where he went first. And before that, it was Arizona, right? Yeah, Arizona. And then you had your red shirt. Not red shirt. You had to sit out a year uh, because of our favorite people at the NCAA. uh, Making rules, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you had to sit out at Alabama. How was the year? sitting
1: out, what did what did you learn or what did you take from that year? Oh, no, I learned a lot. You know, at first, it was just frustration, especially because I felt I should have been able to play right away under, um, under some of the circumstances that I went through or some of the things that, you know, I had went through with the Arizona thing and, you know, kind of not being able to go to the school I originally chose. So, um, you know, at first, it was real frustrating, but... Um, as the year went on and as I was beginning to watch basketball pretty much every day, every other day we had a game, being able to watch basketball up close for that much time and, you know, still being able to practice with the team and, you know, learn the system that, you know, uh, coach my coach Nate Oates was building at Alabama. It was, it was good. And it was just, um you know, I learned a lot just being able to watch SEC basketball and um, that's probably one of the main things I took away, just learning the game, um, just learning different different reads, you know, being able to see like what we're, we're doing wrong on the court and then being able to, you know, see that for yourself and, like, say, I would have did this different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I put it on my game, and at first it was frustration, but then it was like, all right, I'm going to really use this year to, you know, get better so that when I get out, when I get back on the court, it comes a lot easier for me. And, um, yeah, so that's that.
0: We were talking – you were talking – you mentioned, you know, your coach, Nate Oates, uh, who came from Buffalo. I got a chance to uh, – we played Buffalo my first year. I'm not going to talk about the outcome of the game because I don't want to. Uh, But, anyways, obviously from that game –
1: I watched that game.
0: Yeah, I wish you wouldn't have, but you did. Uh, Nate Oates is a – he's a hell of a coach. But um, we had a guy transfer from West Virginia, uh, my guy Beetle Beetle Bolden, um, and he had reposted. So I was kind of, you know, I still followed Beetle uh, in his career, kind of going forward in Alabama. That's my guy. Um, and as uh, as the the preseason went on, I kept seeing, you know, different things that I assumed were, you know, Coach Oates' um, ideas. And it, it, there was one. You got to take me through. What y'all did preseason? Were you there during the like boot camp, the army-looking boot camp thing y'all oh, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
1: in that.
0: <laughs> what was that about?
1: Oh, that was cool. That was just a little retreat that the whole team had went on for three days. You know, they took our phones, so it was just like we was just taking it all in out there. And it was, you know, we had a guy that was taking us through a bunch of like army drills. It was crazy. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't like super super intense. Like, it wasn't too extreme, but it was it was cool, honestly. I had a good time. At first, I was, you know, when they say is the, we... Is that the
0: longest time you've ever spent in the woods, Javon? Honestly, no, nah, we wasn't in the
1: woods, though. Like, we, okay. we had we in a big-ass, like, a big cabin.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, like it was, it was we, ate, we ate good out there. Like, so it wasn't like we was in the woods for three days, you know what I mean?
0: But, okay, but, but hold on. But hold on, because you grew up in Newark, New Jersey, and then you went to to Philly for a little bit for school, and then you find yourself in Alabama. Let me uh-huh. rephrase the question: Was it the most country experience that you've had <laughs> your whole life?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, uh-huh.
0: okay. <laughs> Because I was in the mud. Uh huh. Like legit, not like a rapper like well, got yeah, out the yeah. mud. You were legit Alabama mud. Uh huh. That was crazy. That's crazy. He obviously seems like he knows what he's doing and how to get the most out of his guys. What's, mm-hmm. um? You said you you took advantage of watching a lot of basketball from the sideline. What do yeah. you think uh, was the biggest difference between Big East basketball and um, and uh, SEC basketball? Because the SEC is kind of, you know, it's definitely different, I feel like, from what I watch uh, than, than other conferences.
1: Yeah, it is. Like, the Big East is, like, real physical um, and – that year at Nova, we kind of played slow. So it was kind of like each team we was playing, it was like a slow game. Yeah. But in, in the SEC, it's, like, it's a bunch of athletic, you know, big wings, big, big men big, big that could jump off the floor. So um, definitely, it's probably like how physical the Big East was and then just how athletic this conference is. You know, that's probably the biggest difference I've, I've pointed yeah. out.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So uh, let's, uh, let's rewind now. So we got kind of a. A present-day update of what what JQ is doing uh, but I want to I want to throw it back to you know the uh, a vast majority of the people that follow you um, know you from the beginning with jellyfam right so tell me uh, I'm sure now these are one of those like where I say this isn't an interview I hate to do it but this is something that we got to touch on and this will be an interview type question of course. How Did jelly jellyfam start like where did that start bring me through you know, your version of everything that that, you know, created because y'all were like the Beatles for a while. I mean, y'all were for real yeah. in the youth basketball world, the Beatles. So tell me what, uh, what all happened with Jelly Fam and how it came about.
1: No, we did a lot for like, the basketball community. I feel like, you know, people been doing finger rolls and stuff since way back when, but we kind of just put a name on it. And the crazy thing about it is like, I say this all the time to people. We didn't know, like, that it was going to pop how it did, you know? We was just, we when we decided to do that, it was just like, we just out here having fun. You Who's know what me? I mean? Me, Isaiah Washington, Jordan Walker, uh, Jack Quay Jean, Pedro Marquez, Sid Wilson, and then we got a girl, Mimi, Mimi Reed, and then obviously Big Jelly Nas Those are, that's, that's everybody.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, but, that that obviously took like, the, the youth basketball world by storm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, like, how it started, how it started, started was... Yeah. Uh, it was Jaquay and Isaiah. They they started, started it. Oh, and I forgot I, I forgot about LeAndre Washington. That's on me. We got, we, we just got a, we got, like, <laughs> nine, ten of us. But That's not, a lot of people. LeAndre Washington. Um... I think he's transferring from McNeese right now, trying to find a spot, but yeah, that's that's all of us. Let me make sure that's all of us, because I don't want to leave nobody out. I said, Sid. Yep. You know, Mimi go to Ole Miss, you see? Know, okay. Um, she's tough?
0: I've never watched her, I did not even know that. So Mimi, she's the only girl in Jelly Fam. Yeah. She's tough though? She's a bucket. Yeah. And then we got people like that we put down, but like, they just,
1: they they are part of us, but they not they ain't like o- honorary members. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Like uh, like Kevin Porter is he still an honorary member of Jelly Fam?
1: Yeah, KP Jelly. Just because I seen I seen some crazy some crazy things out of him. Uh, you know Markel Fultz Isaiah put him down. I put um I put DJ down. Um, that's going to the G League.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Put him down. Cause
1: I, me personally like I like. I like how he, he laid the ball up. So yeah. I put it down. And then um yeah, so I was saying like how it first started, like how it came about, it was really Isaiah Washington and, and Jaquay Jean. And for those who don't know, Jaquay James is Joel Santana's nephew. Um they they were the ones that came to us with it, like, yo, we we gonna start this, like y'all wanna be down. And we was always playing against each other. As what, young, the,
0: what was the first like plans when they came to you? Like, what was what was the plan for Jellyfam? This is just gonna be like first,
1: a group. This thing. Yeah, this is just gonna be our thing. Change it. Change your name on Instagram, and you know, we just gonna it's gonna be us. And I was like, all right, that's that's cool. Like, I liked it at first. I'm like, I'm with it. But we just didn't know it was gonna bro make the impact it did, and. I feel like if we did know, we we would have been more prepared, and, you know, we would have had Jelly merch, we would have somebody, um, you know, running it for us since we couldn't do it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but man, we just, man, we didn't know it was gonna blow and then when it blew, we was already like too, kind of too deep in, we didn't, we just wasn't prepared, you know?
0: No, I feel you guys had a, a Jelly day at Dykeman um, that, that everybody kind of got a chance to see. Um, So tell me, tell me what that was like. And uh, are you going to, you playing it? Is Dyke been canceled this year? Is it officially canceled or not yet?
1: Everything in Jersey, New York, all the parks. There's there's no tournaments.
0: There's no tournaments allowed this summer?
1: No. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. It's so
1: bad, it's so bad over there, man. So bad.
0: Was it bad when you went home? Tell me what it was like when you went home, like how was it
1: it was pretty bad, you know, like my mom wasn't trying to let me go out the house. Yeah. I found like I was stuck inside, and I was playing, I was just playing, bro, I was just playing mad video games, bro, I became like a game head. I was literally getting up, eating breakfast, working out real quick, getting on the game. Now, you probably seen me posting. You know, I was I was playing the, a playing the game with a lot of my fans, too, so, now nah, that was
0: cool. Because you went through quite a bit of, like, drama. I mean, there's no other way yeah. around it. And you've never been one to, like, because growing up with you in the basketball world, you never really wanted that anyways. You just wanted to hoop.
1: I just wanted to hoop. It's so unfortunate that, like, I'm the only one that's, like, that's ever been through what I've been through. Like, bro, it's just crazy. Like, I just feel like my family didn't really de- We didn't deserve that, bro. Like, Right. I was supposed to go to Arizona and, and hoop, bro. Like, oh. That was my dream school. People don't even know that was my dream school. So like not being able to go there, like, er, like playing AAU to earn an offer from Arizona all those years. And then they offered they offered me kinda late. Yeah,
0: they did. But, yep.
1: really it, but they offered me kinda late and then you know committing there and then not being able to play there, like that kinda hurt. You feel me? So um so yeah, I just had been through i l I've been through a lot already with the NCA and I'm just I'm just
0: ready to. Hoop. You're, you're done with it, bro. And I, and I feel you. And, you know, there's been people before you that have went through something like it. But I think, like you said, you're somebody who went through a specific situation that was never gone through before. And, and I think, you know, you opening up and, and talking about it, I feel like is good for people to understand that. I mean, JQ wants to hoop and that's about it. So Arizona, when that all came out with, with Sean Miller and stuff, that was where the drama started. Yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. So then that was my senior year in high school. You know Yeah, that was my senior in high school.
1: I was just trying to focus on like my season, winning winning the TOC, winning the state championship, and then all of that came about and it was just it was just it was chaos after that. Like yeah. every every high school gym we visited, you know they was in the stands screaming Arizona, Arizona, like.
0: Yeah.
1: It was just it became like you know, we kinda just had to like live with it.
0: Yeah. you know. No, I, mean, I don't want to get like too, like we don't need to get in detail about anything, but, but hearing that Arizona was kind of like your dream school. Was it eventually at like, cause I don't even know this. Like, did it get to a point where like you personally decided I'm not going there or it was like, you can't go to Arizona. You got to find a new place from somewhere. Nah, it was
1: never like, you can't go to Arizona. You got to find a new place. But you know, after the news broke and, you know, the indictment that came out, my my name was never listed. So it was yeah, kind of yeah. just, the media, they were just speculating, you know? And they would just put okay. my name in the, in, the, uh, in the air, Had my name on social media, Had my mom's name on social My mom had nothing to do with anything. Like, if you know my mom, she's, like, the sweetest woman in the world. So, you know, watching her have to go through that, that shit, that shit, like, crushed me. So, it ain't crushed me, but, like, that shit is just not easy to... You
0: know, I I feel like, you know, especially in the AAU world, it's just like Wild Wild West where people can, like, report, report. I mean, some of these
1: people
0: can't even be called that. You know, they they get these media tags. I don't know who's giving them to them. I call them them critics.
1: Yeah, nah, I call them critics with no credentials. That's what I call
0: them.
1: 100%. um, I
0: like that. I like that for sure because that's what happens is all these dudes think all I need is, like, an iPhone. And then I can pretty much make up whatever narrative that I want to make up. And with your situation, you, you see just how how like detrimental that can be. So that's that's right. crazy. Yeah, I, I hate that. so. Then you, uh,
1: but so then I you, was like, I didn't have to decommit. I decommitted because you know Arizona. They didn't come out and say anything. Like we didn't take money. Like they were just like. Honestly, we didn't hear from Sean Miller for a week after the whole thing happened. We didn't hear from him for a whole week. So we were kind of just waiting, like, yo, are they going to say anything? Like, that th- that's not true. Like, they're throwing our name out there. Yeah. And just dragging our name through the mud. And, like, it we just never got that call. So at that point, my parents were upset, obviously. Like, we was all upset. Yep. And I just felt, we felt as a family that it was right. i just decommit. and go somewhere close to home so I could be, um, you know, close to my family. And Villanova was, you know, I, I chose between Arizona and Villanova. Yep. When I decommitted, like, Villanova was one of the first schools that, that hit me, and, you know, that connection was already there.
0: Right. <coughs> no, I feel you. So talk about, uh, once again, I mean, so now you're, you're out of kind of hot water with Arizona that you didn't deserve to be in, obviously, because – you know, that had nothing to do with you, and they went through a bunch of craziness. And then you, you go to, to Villanova, you commit there, and, you know, tell me about, like, obviously everybody wants to hear you talk bad about Villanova, but you're not going to talk bad about Villanova because I know you. Um, but tell me what it was like. What did you take away from that experience for, for a year? Because I, if I know you at all, good, bad, or indifferent, the Arizona situation, the Villanova situation, you're learning as you go. So tell me a little bit about that year.
1: No, nah, I learned a lot from from that program, from Jay Wright, all the assistant coaches. Like, I learned a lot, and I brought a lot of it here to Alabama. And, you know, it's just some things there yeah, I learned that I'll always remember. Yeah. Um, even though the situation didn't work out there, I said this, I say this to a lot of people as well. Like, I still got mad love for Villanova. Like, those still my brothers Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Samuel, Sadiq Bey. Like, I talked to those guys. Often, like we, we keep in touch. Yeah, We've been that that year. So, like those are my brothers, like for life. And a lot of people think, like you know, like you said, I want to talk bad about Villanova. I have nothing bad to say about Villanova. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate the situation didn't work out. And like that's that's that. You know what I mean? I had to I had to move on. I had to do was best. What I felt was best for me. And um, you know, playing being able to play in like. A faster system, being able to showcase some things I probably wouldn't have been able to showcase at Villanova, you know, that's kind of what's best for me. And, um, you know, that's just, that was my mindset on that. Like, I know a lot of people think, all I'm going to say is bad things about them, but I'll never do that because, you know, I I just been through too much with with that program. I won a Big East Championship, you know, playing against guys like Phil Booth, Eric Paschal every day in practice, like it's like that helped my game a lot. Especially now, coming um, coming to Bama, you know, it's just kind of it was kind of a lot easier because Nova Nova was, man, like in practices we was it was getting locked up, bro, in practice. I know you know West Virginia's <laughs> like, you know, told right? Like, yeah, made it a lot easier going to a different conference and playing. I feel like so. Yeah,
0: and, and you know, uh, big thing is is you know just because a program has had success doesn't mean they're, you know, always a right fit for, like, every specific player, right? No, so, definitely. Yeah. Like, you, you go to Bama, I feel like. Yeah. Bama plays a different
1: style of basketball. Like, if you watch how they play, yeah, you know, they don't recruit every top kid. Like, cool. they don't. So, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that, that they don't go after every big kid. So, it's not – like, they know some kids will not fit in our system. Yeah. You know just if I, and I still say I I know this I know this in my heart. If I stayed there, I would have still been successful. But I just it it just it wasn't fun for me. Yep. It sort of just wasn't fun for me the way that um you know I was asked to play there, and I just wanted to play my game. And um you know that's that's really that
0: that's that. And you know the thing is as you're talking, bro, I know you know. If Jay Wright were to hear that, like, he's not going – like, people outside the basketball world, I think, sometimes don't realize the level of knowledge of these coaches. They've seen a thousand, you know, tens of thousands of players come through their system. Some mm-hmm. people stay. Some people leave. Like, they understand what it means to find the right fit. Most of them were players themselves, right? So I play for, for, you know, a guy like Coach Huggins, and I don't think he would ever tell you, like, in a recruiting meeting – Hey man, choose West Virginia. These three-hour practices are really fun. Like he's never gonna say that because he knows that they're grueling, right? So just like Jay Wright might not, you know, always go after the biggest names or the, you know, the all every single five-star he can get. All these programs are trying to find that right fit. Um, and, and and bro, I'm excited to watch, you know, and possibly compete, you know, against against you, you know, in Bama and just watch your. You know, kind of year, but what uh, what are your goals? You know, coming into these next next few years of college at at Alabama, what are you what are you looking at? Because I know as as a Hooper, you go to bed every night thinking about where you want to be in the next two to three years. Absolutely. Um,
1: I just want to prove myself at this level. You know, I feel like it's a lot of people that feel like I can't play at this level because of you know how Villanova went. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's not really that's not the case. I've been able to compete against Eric Pasco, Phil Booth, like, come on, like, anyone that knows basketball knows, like, knows that, that watched me play in high school, they know I could play, I could play with all those guys, so, just really prove myself, you know, to the world, and really just, uh, you know, just play for my family, man, honestly, just play for my family, They haven't seen me play in a long time, so that's probably... Yeah, definitely. Just just play basketball, bro. It's been mad long, bro. Like, yeah. when's I, the
0: last when's the last time you played? When's the last time? What's that organized game? Yeah, bro. It's been like, bro. It's been like
1: fourteen, fifteen months, bro. Like the last time I played because I didn't play in the biggest tournament. Yeah, um, it, it was against Butler. Was against Butler was the
0: last, the last game. Butler.
1: It was against. Uh, man, what is Xavier? At Xavier, that was the last, bro. That's the last time I've been in the game, bro. It's crazy.
0: You're excited, I can tell. I mean, this this next year is going to be, you know, kind of eye opening for a lot of people. Um, so you, uh, has your confidence wavered at all throughout this experience? I mean, I doubt it. I got to ask because you know there there are some kids who are probably like. It's got to be, I mean, it's difficult. I would say it's got to be difficult to sit out for that long. But, you know, how have, how have you kind of weathered that storm of, of sitting out for a year?
1: Um, Like I said, um, at first it was frustrating. And now nah, my, my confidence never wavered. Like at, at Nova, I feel yeah. like, um, you know, I just wasn't having fun. And that yeah. was the big thing for me. Like I need to go somewhere where I'm having fun all the time. Yeah. So, I, I just had to go somewhere where I was going to find the love of the game back, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: You've been watching a lot of film in your in your off time. Do you? Because do some people, uh, there's always like two sides of the fence with the whole like watching film. Some people believe I don't have to watch film. They better watch film on me. Some people believe, you know, I like to watch film and break different guys down, um, do it for different reasons. But what does what your kind of training regimen look like in the past year?
1: Um, mm, I watch a lot of film. Me personally, oh uh, I watch. Um, I watch a lot of what our guys did last year. Well, like Kyrie Lewis, Kyrie Lewis okay. had. Um, Trey Young, you know Trey Young's a problem, and at his size being able to do that. You know, we we that size, so right being able to do that that size, you kind of gotta watch Trey Young. Um, yeah. Who else? It's a it's a lot of people. Dame, like Dame's different.
0: I was just about to say. I was just about to say Dame Lillard. Film yeah. Film wise, every possession you can break something down from him. Every possession. And Kyrie, obviously, that's my yeah. guy. Yeah. How uh, how tight are you with Kyrie? Like, what are, what are we talking here? Like, you DM him, he's gonna hit you back type deal. Have you met him ever?
1: Uh, I haven't. I haven't gotten to meet him. I was supposed to meet him in high school, but um. Yeah. When he had came to the city, I had practice that day, and it just didn't work out. But, yeah, we've DMed back and forth a couple times. You know, after I won Gatorade Player of the Year for the second time, he DM'd me, gave me his number and stuff, and, and we chopped it up. Yeah. But it's just hard. These guys are on the roll all the time. It's hard to – you already know.
0: No, for sure. I mean, it's not easy to get in, in, in a constant kind of contact like that. But, obviously, he's, he's taking notice and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and all that. But, yeah, have you watched uh, – you watch any detail, the, the stuff that, that Kobe did, rest in peace to a legend, but do you watch any of that? Cool. Um, wait, repeat that again? Have you ever watched the, the stuff he did Kobe did uh, with uh, Detail? What's that? You never watched Detail? Is that so, his documentary? No, no, no. His, his documentary thing is still, like, like, there's pieces of it floating, but Detail – Detail is where he goes through, and I haven't watched like all of them. It's like film sessions with Kobe. So
1: I was, that's that's interesting.
0: No, it's it's really it's crazy to get into into his mind for a little bit because um, he walks you through what he's seen, um, and he does like good and bad. Right, you're not sitting there watching highlight clips. I was just watching him, him and Kemba Walker um, kind of go through. He was he was watching Kemba Walker uh, 2019, uh, they were getting ready for the Olympics. Um, so whatever they were playing like Turkey or something. And he broke down, uh, he breaks down like, I don't know, 10 possessions at a time. And he Mm -hmm. goes like in, in depth and detail, uh, and stuff like that. But that's why, you know, Mm -hmm. I had to ask you what you've been up to in terms of, you know, film because everybody kind of is on one side or the other, but. I just, uh,
1: the last dance though. You know, oh, you you've been locked into the last dance. Yeah, I just finished that, and I've a lot on my own too. But the
0: last dance is crazy. Jordan's always been my goat. He is the goat. That's not even a that's not a debate yeah. to be honest. Oh I don't God. even argue with people anymore. Yeah, it's, it's
1: over. Like he, I used to watch hardwood classics when I was way younger. So you feel me? I I've been new about Jordan. Like I've yeah. been his actual gameplay. Like the last dance was the first time I seen, you know him do some of the things he did. Like I, I, was already hit to that.
0: So yeah, you uh, you ever played with uh with a guy like Rodman, or is he just like one of a kind, may never happen again?
1: <sighs> Rodman, man, the closest person I played to Rodman is Luther Muhammad. Just because there of it
0: is. How, yes, that's what I was how, thinking.
1: <laughs> because of how how hard you play on D, like that's. Oh. That's the closest guy,
0: though. I'm so happy you brought up Lou, bro. So, listen, I as soon as, like, you hit me up and we're like, what's up? Let's let's jump on and chop it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking, all right, so what are we going to talk about? And, like, my, one of my earlier memories with you is playing uh, – I think we were in Indianapolis. We played – we played y'all. We played sports U, Uh And – Yeah, Lou, right I, at you. Bro. You yeah, said Pit bull off the leash, bro. And in UAA that year, like I was in terms of like production wise, I was putting up numbers or whatever. I'm thinking, okay, it was a like mid afternoon game. Nobody's really gonna go crazy. We're not in the like we're not in the like uh, playoff bracket or anything like that. We're, I'm thinking, all right, we're chilling. The the you guys score a bucket or whatever, and I catch the inbound, and all of a sudden I turn around and Luther's like this. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, bro! The whole game, it was like that.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> he, he he goes hard the whole time. I love Luther. Yeah, to the death. I love, I love, Luther. love playing with Luther,
1: bro. <laughs> High school, AAU, everything. Just what do you like, think about uh, Arizona State? I love the move for him. I love the move for him.
0: Yeah, I think that'll be a good, good, good spot for him. I like uh, I like his teammate uh, Jalen House. He plays hard too. So I think those two, in terms of a defensive backcourt, they've always had at Arizona, like, offensive-minded guys, and both Jalen and Luther can go both ends. But I'm saying defensive, I don't know if they've ever seen – I don't know if college basketball has ever seen a defensive backcourt like those two are going to have next year. It'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. That's fact. You you, you keep up with a lot of those guys, you know, uh, Luther, Nas, you keep up with. I know you you guys obviously played together. You talked to Nas quite a bit.
1: Yeah, those those are my guys. We talk pretty much every day, every other day. Check in, see what we up to, play the game. Yeah, but that's that's regular, you know.
0: No, that's those are guys who who you grew up with. Obviously, uh, I, on the on I, the, on the yeah. Timberwolves, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Timberwolves happy for him. Yeah, you know him going on draft and proving himself. But like, that's uh, that's not easy to do for. 1920 year old kid. So I'm real happy for him. Real proud of him.
0: What kind of, what kind of contract is he under right now? Do you know specifically? Like, year-wise? I, I know at
1: first he was on a two way. They might've bumped it up because of how well, he was playing.
0: Yeah. But. Cause he was, he was killing. I mean, he was producing. I know I do remember it being like a two way and him signing and then people kind of speculating on where that would go. But I think he's definitely obviously proved himself, um, in that, uh, in that, at that level for sure. Um, but Great. yeah, man, is is Bama is Bama open back up?
1: Um, we still don't know. Still don't know. You know, each conference I heard is different, so each conference is gonna like, yeah, open things up. You can't,
0: you can't get into your facilities, right? Nah. Yeah, same here. That's why I'm I'm back home. But it's it's more open and probably safer in Bama at this time than it is in New Jersey right now.
1: Yeah, that was another reason why I came back early.
0: Yeah. No, that, that, that makes sense and everything like that. So you guys are uh going into a to a big year. Who do you all who do you all return? Who declared out of Alabama this year? They had a couple guys, right? So Kyra Lewis, and
1: yeah. uh, John Petty. You know, K Lou, he getting like he getting like lotto talk to be honest.
0: He can go. He can go. He put what do, what do he average? Twenty plus?
1: He averaged like 18, 6, and like four. Like That's real great. solid. And, you know, he's young. He's yeah, just turned 19, bro. Like. Yeah, just turned 19, second year of college, like putting those numbers up. Like.
0: No, yeah, that that's crazy because I feel like like at, you know, that's really good him being 19 years old. That's a huge bump. You know what I mean? That's a that's a thumbs up in his column when it comes to draft talk. You know, God willing I'm ever in those talks, I'm going to have a big thumbs down cuz I'm going to be 26 by the time I'm in mm-hmm. any type. They're going to be like Hold on, man. Is it? This is right. This is a typo. Is he trying to be like an assistant coach? This is weird to say. You got a family and a kids and a mortgage at 26. I ain't gonna be that old, but I know people like to poke fun, so I can do it too. Uh, yeah, man. No, it should be. Uh, should be an exciting few years. You, uh, your ultimate goal is the NBA, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Any Hooper's ultimate goal is the NBA.
0: How how early did you know like you wanted to play in the NBA? Like how long has basketball been the love of your life?
1: I'm gonna be honest, bro. My first goal was to just get a Division one scholarship. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was it for me to go to school for free. Yeah, so didn't have to pay no student loans, none of that. That was my first goal. But then you know once things started picking up and like you know they labeled me a five star and stuff and I started going to all these camps, playing against the top top kids. Um, that's when it was like okay, like, yeah, this is something I, I I could do. Like I have a chance at doing, you know. So yeah, I always wasn't bro. It was seventh eighth grade year. Like I was unranked, just like majority of the hoopers. Like you know, it's a lot of underrated underrated kids. But literally yeah. Luther bro, we didn't come on the scene till like our freshman year of high yeah. school. And like our seventh eighth grade year, we put we. We were at St. Benedict's, bro. You yep. know, Isaiah Briscoe, Tyler Ennis, all those guys play. And uh,
0: I'm aware of them for sure.
1: And, like, we was there because we was thinking, like, we was going to have a shot at playing, like, once those guys graduated and stuff. And, like, yo, we was getting kicked out of the gym because coaches didn't know who we
0: were. You feel me? <laughs> for real. They're not. That's serious, bro. You're not like- They're ass. <laughs> <laughs> bro. That's crazy, though. They used to kick you out of the gym because they didn't know, like like, who y'all were. No,
1: we had Briscoe, Tyler Ennis, because those those my guys, right? Had those guys vouching for us. Yo, they good, they good. Like, yeah, they can play, they can play. and they like nah. And then we end up playing them. My go ahead. We end up playing them my senior year, and you know, I I had to get back at them. We ended up losing, but
0: you know, I had yeah. I had like twenty eight. <laughs> I had to <laughs> yeah. gave him the, gave him the business. Did Luther? Did he ever like? I feel like if somebody tried to kick Luther out of a gym, he would've tried to fight somebody. Yeah, Luther like, just
1: looked at each other like, yo, are they serious right now? Like, and was like, yo, we out. And then next thing you know, we like, yo, we not staying here. Like, we going somewhere else for high school because right. they had a school, school too. St. Benedict's is an all boys school. So it was like seventh, eighth grade and then high school too, all under one roof.
0: Y'all couldn't do the all boys thing, huh?
1: Yeah, I couldn't do that either. I'm like, yo, let <laughs> <just> quiet. <try> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, that's funny as hell. How's uh how's little bro doing? I know he's coming up right now. I see you posting some stuff. Jaden, right? Jaden and Julian. How old are
1: they? Uh Julian's 12 now and Jaden's 16. About to okay. turn 17.
0: Okay, so he's he's uh what? going to be a sophomore or uh, a junior. He's
1: going to be a freshman in high in, in college next year.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Okay. He's going to be a freshman in college at 17. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, he's definitely young. See, my ass was 19 starting my senior year. I was That's 19. No, I was
1: – I was – I turned 19 in the beginning of my senior year. Yeah.
0: All right, perfect. Next time somebody talks crazy to me about being 19, I'm be like, go talk to JQ, bro, I don't want to hear it. But no. your younger – your youngest brother, he's he can, he can go, right? He can go. He can go. He, he wants to – is that his goal right now to play D1? Um, he's still at that young age where like he's just hooping the hoop. Yeah. You know?
1: But once he starts taking it serious, cause you know he and I, I haven't seen a kid at his age use their left hand as mm-hmm. as well as him to be that yeah. young kid to use both hands. Like even he's had that since he was like ten years old. So that was that was the first thing that stood out to me. Like yo, this kid can handle the ball. You know. Right. He starts taking it serious, serious though, cause honestly, it didn't it didn't take me to like. I was probably like fourteen. So I start really taking basketball serious, working out every day. Yeah. All of that. I feel like once he once he gets to that point, he's gonna be
0: Yeah. He's gonna be, he's gonna be tough for sure. For sure. Who's uh out of you three, who's got the most drip in the family? <laughs> You're already close. Robin? It's not, close. Close. It's not it's even close. Not, it's not close, you?
1: My little brother got dripped though, Jaden, but it's not even close. I just got too much in the boat, you know? Like, I just got too much.
0: Yeah, no, bro. I always see you posting posting kids and all, all sorts. Of, I don't know anything about it. Bro, when you're when you're like a, like me, I got, like, kind of a dad bod. I'm 5'10", <laughs> white kid. I got a bus. Like, it's like trying to be drip. is Like, Shia LaBeouf is, like, my... I don't even know who you, if you know who I that is. Me, bro, Shia LaBeouf is, like, my inspiration for drip that's all i got bro i can't put together a fit for nothing i put on i look goofy as hell like i think i look goofy i made this this is from walmart i put bleach on it because i saw it on tiktok bro this is the extent of my drip i might have to i might really have to hit you up and you need yeah, to pop in the right to, direction
1: but now that's uh, something i want to do like once i once i get out of college like i want to start my own brand and stuff that's why you know digital marketing i'm a minor in digital marketing yeah you know, major in sports management,
0: but yeah, I didn't know that. For real, that's that's something you're passionate about. For real, I I knew you could dress and had you know crazy kicks and all this stuff, but you really you know want to do something down that route?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've always been into fashion, even before a lot of these trends came out. You know, the tight sweats, the, the vintage okay. t-shirt. I've been I've been on that since I was a youngin. So yeah, you,
0: know, you used to wear them like, at like AU events, and then I would try to do it, and then like in the corner of the <laughs> Wisconsin. Well, they'll 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 beat you up. Oh, yeah. if you dress like that. I can't dress like that. You were you were ahead of the curve.
1: It's a lot different out there. But being from like you know Jersey, New York, yeah, that's kind of where all that originated. So it's easy yeah. to you know obviously with the judge, it's easy to create your own create your own trends out there. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely something I want to jump into once once I'm allowed to.
0: No, that's that's great. You think you'll uh you know let's say hypothetically you're in college for another two years and they open up that name image likeness thing. Is that something that you would pursue like off the court? Are you an entrepreneur like that?
1: Oh yeah. I already got, you know, I'm already looking at things once they pass that, once they pass that law to jump right into, you know, I'm trying to prepare myself now because I've been, man, just with the jelly fam and stuff, like we've been missing out on, you know, a lot of, a lot of money we could have had, yo, like, yo, the honesty at one point jellyfam was a, If not bigger, it was bigger than
0: BBB, bro. I believe it. I believe it for sure. It was huge. Nike, you guys had an issue with Nike, didn't you, at some point? Did they use it? Oh, bro. Like, they used a Paul George. They put a jelly symbol on a Paul George. I forget what
1: they were. I think they were his last models. They put a jelly on it, bro. Like, what? I didn't know that. But it's crazy because, like, they sampled some shirts for us. We have some Nike jelly tees. And, like, we thinking, like, you know, at the time, we like, yo, like, this is crazy. Like, we got Nike, posted, like, yeah. Nike making shirts for us and stuff. And then they went and sold a shoe, and it just kind of threw us off. Like, yo, like, are they really doing that to us? Like, then they tried to say it was Paul George's favorite fruit or whatever. And I'm like. All right. <laughs> Y'all made that shit up. Paul George don't even like grapes. This was in our prime when, like, you know, people yeah. were tagging me in a Jelly fan video every day. And yep. it's just crazy. honestly, bro, it's crazy. I went to the Bahamas. We played in the uh, we played in the Bahamas for our tournament. Yeah, you know, North Carolina, Iowa State. Yeah, we went out there. We went to like a shelter home. Yep. Yo, did you not? It's, it's kids in there that knew what it was, bro. For real. That's serious. And I'm like, I'm like, wow. We really made an impact on the world. Like that's good enough for me. I don't, you know, people now they say, oh, Jelly Jam is dead because nobody's. Ca- I don't even care that y'all say that, but right. it's the impact that we left on the world. And
0: i our story, like we still writing our story. So that, that's the thing is people think it, you only get this five-year window or whatever, or really like capitalized. And that's something you and I can definitely relate on. And, and a lot of people who grow up or grew up in the social media era of like youth basketball, people expect it to just be this constant success like cycle, right? But really- yeah. It's the it's the hills and the valleys, right, bro? That, that are gonna eventually weed out, you know, the people that couldn't do it, that listen to the hate, that listen to the craziness, um, and then it's gonna be the people on the other end of other end of that tunnel. That it's bigger than even basketball at this point in terms of dealing with adversity. And I know you know a lot about that, so you know, that's that's cool to hear you talk about because it, I I couldn't agree more when it when it comes to forgetting what people say or whatever. It's nice being the dark horse. It's almost this weird, like satisfying feeling now, isn't it?
1: No, nah, it is. I like being the underdog. I was an underdog before, so this oh. isn't new for me. You feel me? Yeah but not definitely you know, I used to it used to bother me, bro, like when I was in high school. Yeah. Like maybe last year, because like people would say things about me and I wouldn't be able to play and like my play was the only thing that could back back it up. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like that was that was probably the only thing. And it's like people haven't seen me playing so long, so don't don't think you know what you're gonna see when, when right?
0: But no, no so I'm doubt, a- no. no doubt. Hey, I'm, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for you and this year for sure. Before we uh, before we take off, uh, we always try to play some sort of game. Remember, they told you in the beginning. All our uh, producers said that they're a lot smarter than me, so they make these games up. So if it's stupid, it's on them. If it's cool, I'll take the credit for it. All right. Yeah. All right, we're gonna today. We're gonna play. Uh, who's jelly? All right. So who's jelly is better? I'm gonna give you two names, and you go right off the top. This first one I feel like is easy. I love Dame, but I feel like this is easy. Kyrie or Dame? It's Kyrie bro. Okay. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. That's a tough one, but I think I'm gonna Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Jordan. Thank you. Let's go, baby. Luca or Trey? I don't even know if Luka Jellies. He probably looks goofy as hell. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll go with Trey on that one. James Harden, Russell Westbrook. I'm going to go with Harden because Russ dunks
1: everything, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's not he's not in jelly fam. He can He's overqualified. Uh, Shaq or Taco Fall?
1: I haven't seen Taco Fall lay the ball up at all, so I'm going to go with Shaq. <laughs> all right, all
0: right, all right. Uh, Zion or LaMelo? LaMelo. LaMelo, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hypothetically, neither of these people have probably ever touched a basketball. Have you watched Tiger King? We talk about it a lot on here. I did watch Tiger King, yes. Who would have more jelly? Joe Exotic or Carol Baskins if it came down to it? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Joe Exotic, man. Oh yeah, jump in Joe. He's definitely got it. Carol Baskins, she's a crook, and she killed her husband. She can't do <laughs> nothing, man. No, nah, all right. Hey, last one. Ready? Isaiah Washington or Jelly JQ? I'm always There's
1: going. My I'm always going myself, but me and him, we got I feel like we got different kind like a different style to ours. I feel you. My got some, he got
0: some from in the staff, man. No doubt. No Not doubt. To All right, everybody. That was episode number eight with Javon Quinterly. Uh, it was really great to sit down and chop it up with my guy, who I've been talked to in a little while. He's been, uh, you know, kind of jumping, you know, from place to place. But this upcoming year, uh, like he talked about, will be something very, very special. And who knows? By that time, you know, he might get a haircut and, and trim the mustache up for you while he's killing your favorite wow. team. Uh, All right. <laughs>